Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Mistakes Business Owners Make and How to Avoid Them, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory, as well as for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. These links can be accessed by searching my name on voiceamerica.com. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abnp.com. Now, today I have Heidi Butzine of Localista Media joining us. Welcome, Heidi. Hi, Candy. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm glad to have you here sharing your expertise. I want to give the listeners a little bit of... um, information on yourself from your bio, and then we'll get into some of the information that we want to share with our listeners today about websites and developing them and using them for marketing. Right. So Heidi is a marketing strategist, co-workspace owner, author, and speaker. With over 25 years of career experience, she's worn all the hats in running a company from startup to selling her business to a Fortune 500 company for nearly $20 million. She owns and runs a brick and mortar called Social Workplace. It's a co-work, office, and meeting space, and Localista Media, a marketing agency. She, along with her partner, are the dynamic duo at Localista Media, who provide website development and marketing support for all types of industries and entities, including business organizations, startups, established businesses, and individuals. From brochure sites to e-commerce sites to one-button fulfillment and automation, real-world business experience is built into every Localista website. Heidi is an active leader in the business community and also serves as president and CEO of the Lomita Chamber of Commerce. So, and that just touches on what you have as experience. There's so much more to even what you can offer, but I wanted to give a little bit of background. So, I've given a little bit too, but I know there's a whole lot more that you can share about yourself and how you actually got into marketing and websites. So, can you give us that information? It seems like so long ago, Candy. Um, marketing has really been part of uh, my DNA since I started my career. Uh, way back when, uh, my first real job outside of working at the mall, uh, which I think many of us start in, uh, that was my first retail experience, I guess. Uh, I was selling children's clothes. But shortly thereafter, after graduating high school, I worked for a nonprofit and started in the mailroom uh, making copies. Yes, I was that girl. Uh, the copy girl, and uh, slowly but surely, I took on more responsibilities, and I was able to serve in more of a marketing capacity by starting to do little things like putting together a newsletter for our nonprofit membership um, and putting together events 
and how to get the word out about that. And we were a very lean organization. We did not have a um, creativity involved and um, putting together flyers in a program that Microsoft had called Publisher. And before that, we were using Microsoft Word. And that's when Windows was new. So now I'm really dating myself. But uh, (laughs) it was up to me um, and... uh, my boss at the time to come up with the creative copy and putting together brochures and flyers and uh, dropping uh, mailers at the time. We didn't really use email as much back then. So that's kind of where the marketing piece started. And then um, over the years working with my partner, Eric, um, his wheelhouse really is uh, the technology side. So he's been building websites since before Wix and WordPress even existed. So we've taken our talents and put them put them together and um, really started to specialize in niche in the web space. But we do we do a bunch of other things as well that complement uh, the online marketing world. So um, the website piece kind of came by necessity as being an entrepreneur myself and needing to know uh, how to put together a decent website and certainly having the, the strong background with the technology uh, space with Eric um, just really makes it a, a powerful, um, I think, a combination. Well, and it's so true. I think for myself, too, one of the things that I don't like is having to worry about the website. And it's like, oh, there's you know things that are supposed to be updated. Or if I update this, is it going to mess something up? And is it backed up properly? So I'm glad I don't actually have to deal with that. <laughs> I can have you and your team actually help us as well. Um, but I know there's a lot of people out there that probably feel the same way as me is it's overwhelming and we don't want to touch anything because it might mess something up. So let's get to uh, some of the questions that we think like there would be um, from the listeners about websites and development and marketing. So the first one is what is the biggest frustration that you hear about websites when clients come to you? Well, it's really kind of funny. Um, Typically, it's, well, my website's not doing anything for me. Uh, It's not generating any leads or sales. Um, You know, and that's important. Um, But sometimes if you build it, they will come. That that doesn't necessarily work in all situations. Just because you have a website doesn't mean that people are finding you. And therefore, it's just part of an overall marketing strategy. And the other thing that they say is if they they just don't like it. They either don't like the way it looks or... um, they just aren't happy with it. And when they come to us with that, we sit down and we ask them why. Because sometimes I think people talk to a bunch of their friends or get input from different you know, people out there or they saw an ad or something on, on Facebook and just feel like, I just need to change my website. So first we get clear <laughs> and mm-hmm. say, why? Um, and there's been times that people have come to us saying, I just I need to do my website over again. And we take a look at the site and its performance and we say, you know, it's pretty good. There may be a few tweaks or things you can do here and there. But for now, based on where you're at, either in your business growth or um, if you're not clear on your goals and objectives for your business or what you want your site to do, then maybe it's fine for now. And maybe it's more an issue of how are you driving people to your site to create those leads or sales. Um, and you know, really, if, if it's not wise to redo your website right now, then maybe it's just something else that you're having a hard time with in your business. So so let's get clear on that. So sometimes, you know, people may be coming to us looking for a website, but then we become their their marketing counselor mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and really try to drive down or drive into 
what are you looking to achieve? And, and it's, it's helpful, I think, for people, business owners and, and people who run different organizations to get that clarity and get outside of their own uh, box, you know. So as you were talking, I thought of, you know, a question as well that people may have as well, too, is are you saying then if I don't like my website, but it's doing what I want, it's driving sales that I should just like leave it alone. And it's really like, I'm just having an issue because I don't like my website or should the person still consider like, well, what is it about the website that you don't like and see if maybe that can still be updated and still do what you need it to do. Like, should they leave it alone or consider just making those updates just because something's bothering them about it? Well, I think it's a personal decision. My motto typically is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, if they are getting sales, then it's doing something right um, or your marketing is working. Uh, That said, you know, I think if if it's working, then that means your site is speaking to your customers. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's just sort of a pet peeve because you want it to be pink instead of purple, Right. You know, okay, we can do that. Or maybe there is something that's that's truly what we call a showstopper. If it's a showstopper, meaning that people can't find you, the site's not coming up, or it's just not um, doing what it needs to do, then it's probably just maybe, quite honestly, not being offensive to anybody. You might be a little nitpicky or maybe perfectionism. I suffer from that, too. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, we're happy to help somebody if it's really bugging them. But at the end of the day, how much money do you want to spend? And, you know, if you don't need to, maybe those dollars would be better spent elsewhere if if it's working for you. You know, we don't believe in just taking people's money. I mean, we'd love to do websites all day. That's our business. But, you know, it's it's helpful, I think, for us to take a step back and say, what are you truly needing here? And to be honest, sometimes the clients aren't really clear. It's just they aren't able to articulate it. And so we help walk through that. And, and we don't believe in people spending uh, unnecessary dollars if they don't have to. We're small business owners, too. Right. So we get it. Understand, you know, having to put money where it needs to be, but be careful about that, too. So that's another topic mm-hmm. for another day. But so does and maybe they need to hire a bookkeeper instead. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but so does someone need to have technical skills if they want to build their own website? Yeah, that's um, it's so easy today to, to put up a website. I mean, my gosh, like I said, when when Eric started building websites from scratch, he was writing all the code on his own, you know, which actually gives him an advantage because if there's anything that needs to be done that a plugin can't solve, Eric can pretty much figure it out. Uh, because he has that background, you know, it's it's kind of learning another language, and he's able to apply it when he needs to. But um, it's easy. I mean, technical skills, maybe not as much because you can drag and drop and you've got things like Wix and Weebly and uh, you can go play around on all sorts of different platforms if you have the time. And I think, you know, having the technical skills and the knowledge of code can help. But I think what's most important really is to have the experience and the marketing savvy. You know, when we're building a website, you know, we're looking at, you know, a variety of different areas. We've, you know, we need to stay on top of the new trends and what's working with SEO. You know, what worked last month with SEO may not work this month. So when you hire somebody, you're looking at more of their experience and their ability to make sure that your site is meeting with best practices, you know, industry standards. Some sites are required to have ADA compliance um, other sites uh, as well are required if you're uh, collecting information from individuals in the European Union, in the EU. There's a data uh, protection 
uh, regulation that you have to meet. So it's knowing those kinds of things. But I think most important in terms of building a website is to have the, the marketing savvy. And um, just to keep in mind that if you do take on a website on your own, you know, do you have the time? You know, you're going to have to go through your own learning curve. And that's fine for some. Maybe they want to do that. Maybe they'll be a website developer after the experience. Right. <laughs> But um, I don't know that it's as necessary as it used to be, but it sure is good to have. Well, and most people probably know SEO, but can you just touch on, you know, in case anyone is listening and they're not sure what you're referring to when you say SEO? So SEO is search engine optimization. And all that means is basically that you have enough um, content, meaning words and copy, and uh, different um, tags on images uh, in order to be triggered and picked up by Google. So you need to be Google-friendly so people can find you. And by finding you, it's all about what are the keywords that people would use in order to come across your company or organization. You know, for candy, of course, it would be bookkeeping, um, payroll. And how many times do those terms appear on your site in, a, in an effective, not sort of spammy way, in, in actual organic, good, val- valuable uh, information and content? So that could be the number of blog posts on a page, uh, how you describe your services in different ways. Um, and all of those are what's going to make you Google-friendly. So you want to be Google-friendly, and that's what search engine optimization does. It gets more technical than that. I'm I'm more in-depth, but that's basically it. How do people find you through Google online and find your website using keywords? Great. And if someone wants to hire a professional to design their website, you know, what should they be looking for in a professional? Ideally, it's someone with what I like to say, and it's going to be a little biased here, real business experience. You know, you don't want a one-trick pony like somebody who just does one thing. Maybe they are really good at Instagram posts. That doesn't necessarily mean they know how to build a website. Maybe they're a graphic designer, and that's fine. They can make it look beautiful, but typically a graphic designer will partner with a web developer to get the back-end stuff done. So they take it from the design and the concept and the flow, and then they need, you know, I'll say the contractor, if you will, to actually build it, the builder. Um, And I think diversity helps. I mean, with regards to our organization, we've built so many different websites for so many different of businesses for us. We helped somebody run for office, so they were fundraising, uh, housing developments, attorneys, life coaches, retail stores, online courses. I mean, having all that diversity uh, helps because it's our job to experiment and test and try new things out with our different clients. And the, the beauty of it is all of that is baked in when you hire a professional web design company or web development company like ourselves. So you're getting all of that experience, and that's really, I think, what's key. Um, and also being capable of you know, employing other marketing tactics to get people to come to your site. So it's more of a, a marketing awareness and uh, maybe more strategy, uh, but also having the real business experience. So it's not just putting up a brochure site that's not going to be effective. Um, so you really want to, to do your homework, I think, and really kick the tires on the company that you choose to hire to develop your website. And, of course, probably asking others that we know, too, for referrals is probably helpful, too. You know, someone that you can trust instead of just, you know, 
throwing a dart at a, you know a name or something and pick someone. That yeah, way. there's a ton of people out there that are in the marketing space and specifically the web space. And um, you do need to do your homework and ask for referrals. Go to your chamber of commerce. I mean, that's another resource, perhaps. Typically, you know, people who do join the chamber can, are, are reputable business owners, and so you get a little bit of uh, credibility there too. Uh, but you're right. Right, Candy, word of mouth and referrals are really powerful and just give you that peace of mind to know that you're doing business with somebody that somebody else trusts. Okay. And we're about to have to take a break, but I do know you mentioned ADA compliance too, and I wanted to just have you quickly mention what that is in case anyone is not sure. Sure. So there is um, a requirement for certain types of businesses, and under the law, as far as I understand it, I'm not an attorney. <laughs> But as I understand it, there are certain businesses that have a certain number of employees. I think it's 15 employees um, that are required to have accessible websites. And accessible means that uh, people with either learning or uh, uh, not learning, I'm sorry, hearing or or, uh, seeing disabilities. So people need to be able to enlarge the fonts or maybe they have they have to. it's going to get longer. We're going to run, run up against your break. But <laughs> um, they have to be able to see it, see the, the website. So the font is usually gets uh, enlarged or there's some sort of a reader program that your site would be compatible with. So it can be audibly seen if, if that is such a thing. So it gets into a little more um, requirement, but basically it's set on the number of employees uh, that a business has. Well, and at least it gives them a little bit of an overview. And if they have some questions, they can, you know, find more information on that compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it is time to take a break now. So when we come back, we'll continue to chat with Heidi about how websites can help you market your business. And if you have questions, you'll be able to call in a bit later in the show. So write down the number, 866 472 That's 866-472-5790 and be ready to call in when you hear that the phone lines are open. You're listening to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. 
How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are listening to Biz Help for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help for You. Welcome back to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Heidi Budzine told us about her background and how she got into assisting entrepreneurs with marketing and websites. Now let's continue our discussion on ways websites can help you run your business and the purpose of a website. So Heidi, what are some of the ways that a website can help someone run their business? Well, I think I mentioned before that uh, the website is not just a pretty online brochure. Um, A lot of people think that maybe that's all it does. But really, there's an opportunity that you have as a business or organization to leverage technology instead of labor or people to grow your business. So there's a number of things that can be automated so it saves you and your staff uh, quite a bit of time and effort. As an example, um, you mentioned one button fulfillment in my intro. Um, That's something that we were able to do for a client that actually had a product that he was shipping out. So basically he sold the, the, the widget online through his website, made the sale. The sale spoke to its accounting program, QuickBooks, So it was reflected in there, which generated an invoice. Um, And then from there, the lead and the sale was actually captured in the email marketing program they were using, which happened to be MailChimp. And then uh, we created a a shipping label integration so that he could actually just have the label automatically printed for him once the sale was done, after the payment was processed, and he would just print it and then go drop ship his uh, widget at the post office. So that's an example of how it can automate a lot of different things. Uh, We automate all the time by integrating with MailChimp. Um, Some people use, you know, uh, online payment. So we do e-commerce sites. Uh, We can integrate with not only QuickBooks, but Stripe or PayPal or whatever your payment processor is. So it really should be, when you take a look at your website and when you develop it, you should be looking at different opportunities where you can save time. We're currently working with an insurance uh, company, and that's a very 
typically paper-heavy process, or it used to be back in the day. (laughs) And so there's a lot of data points, a lot of information they're gathering from their policyholders, and then there's a lot of back-and-forth communication and PDF forms and all of this stuff. So we're trying to actually replace a lot of the PDF and the back-and-forth emails and just make it part of the online process. So the insurance representative sends a link to their website, the person goes online, fill, fills out the online form. They get all the data points they need. You know, the magical fairies in the background do what they need to do. And then it automatically sends out, you know, the confirmation email. So it's taking that process that would have maybe taken the person a couple of hours just to go back and forth to get to now cutting it down to maybe like a five or ten minute process. So it's Much having that eye. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we have other things, better things to do than all of the administrative stuff. So we try to do that with most of our clients because they, they just haven't even thought of it. So it's, it's looking at it from a fresh perspective, you know, really getting clear on why you need the website. And, hey, have you thought of ways to integrate? So if somebody's going to be at your website, either making a purchase or signing up for a newsletter, or whatever the, the ask is, you may as well capture as much information about that person while you have them at your site and then use that in your additional marketing or ultimately serving serving them as a customer, hopefully. So the example that you gave, too, where you're, you know, taking all these different things and putting them together through the website, like if someone doesn't have everything all together and they're trying to put things together themselves and they're doing this manually or that, like, would you sit down with someone and see kind of what their process is and make some suggestions on how they can integrate that? Or like, what would someone do in that case where they're like, wow, I just heard your example and I'm not even close. Like, how would I get to where I need to be? Yeah. We, when we work with the client, we onboard anybody, we have a sit down. I mean, we typically do that before we get going just to get clear on what their overall objectives are. And so when we're talking about their process, a lot of times we're already thinking in those terms, like what can we do to help automate? And it may not be appropriate. Maybe they don't have a, a process yet. Maybe they're a brand new business and they're starting up. They don't have anything yet. But we at least plant the seed to say, so what are you spending most of your time on? And tell us what your process is and your business. And then we say, have you thought of doing something like this? How, or asking the questions, how are you currently handling, you know, your email marketing? How are you, everything's living in Outlook. Okay, well, that's probably not the best. (laughs) (laughs) Or or Gmail. Gmail is not a, a, a email marketing service. Um, so how can we use these different pieces to help you be better at marketing, how to reach out to your, your clients more consistently, and then some of the other uh, administrative stuff, like I mentioned, with, with integrating with their accounting program. Um, you know, that's really powerful if you can have some of that data entry. So it's, it's a conversation, and it's, it's kind of drilling down. And, um, and, you know, we can always phase that in, too. So at the very minimum, we can um, at least get the website going and functioning, and then we can slowly over time in, add in other inter- integrations um, and automation. So with somebody saying, well, I do most of my you know, advertising or things on social media, do I really need to have a website? Like, what would you say? <laughs> uh, in my opinion, the only channel that you truly can control uh, algorithms on social media change all the time. I mean, just look at Facebook. You know, how many things have changed in terms of what you're able to see now on your newsfeed? You know, even the friends that that you may have, even if you don't engage with them enough per Facebook's current algorithm, you probably don't see their posts. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so f- Facebook and social media platforms are typically in the business of making money. So what they want you to do is pay for advertising or mm-hmm. boost your post, which means that you're paying for advertising essentially, um, or boosting it so that your chances of being seen are more likely. Um, so that's hard to sort of figure out all the time and, and, and navigate when it's changing so quickly on the social platforms. And, you know, your website truly is supposed to be doing one thing, which is building trust with your ideal followers, customers, clients. So you want to control that message and you want to make sure people see you. So social media is great to drive people back to the site and back to the channel that you can control. And the thing is, you know, when the next trend hits, you know, Instagram, I think, is slowly phasing out, too. Facebook was all hot and popular. And then once Grandma went on Facebook, everybody <laughs> went to Instagram, right, or Twitter. You know, Twitter is a whole different animal that's just not very happy most of the time. But when the next trend hits for the next platform, where will all, will all of your brand equity be? Is it going to be stuck back on Instagram or Facebook? Mm-hmm. So, again, this is this is like real estate that you own and control. It's like your property, um, almost like buying a house. Right. <laughs> you know, so our time on Instagram and Facebook, it can be very powerful, but we truly don't own any of that content. Right. And if it's somebody like, you know, I have a blog or things too, and the blog is associated with my website. So that's important for me to actually have a site where that information can be hosted and that's not something you can easily do on social media but we do hear often how you know websites are kind of old and social media is the new place to be but it makes sense that you want to control the content and kind of know what's happening you know so that's yeah and the blog posts help with building that trust too it boosts your credibility and, and even if some people may have a different opinion about websites and that they're old-fashioned um that's fine, but it also, I think, gives a certain amount of credibility to you as a business owner, showing the fact that you've invested the time or the money or resources into putting this together so that they can see that you're serious about your business. I mean, I look at a business very differently if their only existence is on social media. Right. That's so. a good point, too. And I think going back to SEO, when you talked about that in the last segment, you know, I think having that blog as well helps I mean, we get calls lots of times where people are saying they're finding us through an online search. And I think a lot of it is because we're writing, you know, blogs twice a week and there's other things that are changing our site. So we're, you know, being seen more. Um, But I think there are some considerations of why would you still want to have a website, even if you're super active on social media, a website definitely is something that should be considered. Yeah, and it's a different approach, I think, when you're looking at your website. You you want the content gauging. The blog post rate for SEO, as you pointed out, it shows your, it gives you a platform to show your expertise. Um, social media has a different kind of vibe, you know, depending on the platform. And so, you know, you're not going to sit there and post a long old blog post about uh, tax law on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or at least I hope you don't. No. <laughs> It's social networking. People are trying to build relationships and and, and it's a little more personalized and relaxed, you know, generally speaking. Um, so. so if someone is considering then doing a website and they're going to develop it on their own, what are some of the things they need to consider to plan that development? 
Well, I know there's temptation to save money um, and DIY your website, um, and I can understand where a small business or a very lean organization wants to do that, but the trade-off is the time that you're going to invest in creating your website on your own. So one thing to consider is that if you do it on your own, it will take longer than you think. (laughs) Very true. Because oftentimes what will happen is we'll go down the rabbit hole or we'll continue to tweak and tweak and tweak, and guess what? The website's never done. You know, it's just never finished. And then it becomes something that you start to resent. <laughs> it, you know, it's it's never it's never out there. It's never live. Why didn't you launch it? Oh, I, I'm not really quite happy with it yet. So it may take longer than you think. Um, you will need help along the way, I think, in cases, um, because it's not a matter of set it and forget it. You need to be prepared and committed to consistently maintain it. So, you know, you want to make sure that it's updated with fresh content like you're doing with all of your blog posts, that wherever your site's living, you have some form or some way of making sure that it's maintained properly to ensure that it's protected from hacks. Um, You know, and links break. Things break over time. Um, It's just links go bad. Something you may have connected to maybe, you know, six months ago isn't active anymore. So you have to stay on top of it. Um, like I said before, building a website and the money or people will come is not a strategy. Right. <laughs> um, and and you know, you you kind of need if you're gonna if you're gonna build it truly in like a WordPress environment versus a Wix or a Weebly, which is the industry standard, and most of the most you know businesses have their websites on WordPress because it's sort of the universal web development language, and there's so much flexibility and so many powerful things you can add on to a WordPress based website. Um, but for that, you need to make sure that you have the right plugins, that they're all working together, um, that the site's getting backed up in case you break it. I mean, I've broken my website, <laughs> <laughs> but we back it up every night so I can go back and restore it. You know, and you're going to need the right tools for the job. So you're probably going to need a graphic design program. There's all sorts of great things you can do today with Canva, but you still need to have that flexibility to tweak and, and adjust images. So it's not just, okay, I'm done. You know, it's it's really what is the trade-off uh, in terms of trying to get the right tools, getting the right support, and and spending weeks or months um, working on your on your website. And you know, you pay experts because we're here testing and experimenting and trying new things. And like I mentioned before, not only with the SEO, but the newest trends, the industry standards. Um, right. At some Keeping point, up you know, with technology and things like that, finding yeah. out what's new, like, you know, the things that we don't have time to do as business owners, we're like running our business. We don't have time to keep up on all of that, which is why we need professionals. Right, right. I mean, I don't do my books because God knows what would happen if I did. And I did it too long. And that was a mistake. So, you know, and I don't, you know, I'm not wired that way. So, you know, if you're wired that way, go for it, you know, do your own website. But um but just keep in mind, those are typically the things that people run into when they try to do it on their own. Right. Well, and like I had said earlier today, too, when I, I go into my website and it will say, you know, oh, this needs to be updated. And I was like, hmm, is that something that really needs to be done now? Or what if, you know, so I look at those and I say, I don't want to touch anything. I want to make <laughs> sure someone else who knows what's happening is really going to do it. But I kind of put it off a little bit till I have a few things. So I'm not like every little time one little thing comes up bothering someone per se, you know, like, oh, I have one thing that needs to be updated. So I wait for a while. So I don't even know if that's wise or maybe it should just be done like every time something needs to be updated. Um, So before we go to break, maybe you can answer that question too. Should we worry when we get like, oh, this needs to be updated 
does it need to be updated right away or can we wait? Like what is kind of something we should consider when that happens? Well, it depends. So example, uh, December last year, I believe it was, I think it was last year, maybe it was this year. My goodness, time flies. Um, WordPress, the core, you know, operating system for websites had a major upgrade. Now, if you didn't know this because you're not a web developer, you'd be clueless, right? So mm-hmm. major upgrade. So all of our websites that we manage for our, our, our clients, what we did at no additional cost, because this is the service we provide, we updated their WordPress core files. Then what we had to do after that, make sure nothing broke, then we'd have to go and make sure all the plugins were updated because because the, the hub was updated, all the plugins and the developers who create the nifty little automation features, they needed to go and update their um, plugins and their technology. So updated the core, updated the plugins, go back and test. We backed up the site first, making sure nothing broke. That's the other thing is you got to go back and make sure with these upgrades that nothing is, is you know, dysfunctional. Um, and so that took, you know, quite a bit of time. And if you're not in this space, staying on top of those those trends and those updates, keeping your site humming, um, you wouldn't know. And this, so you'd probably say, oh, it's broken. So when you're in the back end of your website, um, as long as you, if there's a backup made first, do the update. You know, mm-hmm. do the update with the live plugins that you actually have installed. Ignore all the other ones. Just do the update. And if you break it, <laughs> hopefully you have a backup. Or you call somebody, a professional, to come and help you. (laughs) Well, hopefully, you know, yes, number one, you have the backup. And if you're going to try to restore it, you know how to do that, too. (laughs) So, but like I said, I just call professionals because I don't want to mess anything up. So, Um, but it looks like it's about time to take another quick break. Again, be sure to hang around to hear more from Heidi Butzina of Localista Media about the use of websites for business. Um, but we will be opening it up for questions after the break. So if you do have a question, be ready to call 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And we will be back just after a couple of commercials. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. 
Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. And today I'm chatting with Heidi Butzine of Localista Media. Are there any questions? You can call in now at 866 472 5790 that's 866-472-5790 in the meantime Heidi could you tell us how much a website should cost well it's my favorite answer is it depends um, it depends on a number of things so uh, you know certainly if you're going to go to Wix or Weebly that's going to be pretty inexpensive um, but typically I think a good website can run anywhere from three to five thousand or more. Three thousand to five thousand, not three dollars. Uh, and depends on the integrations and automation, and also um, you know how much design and images needs to be uh, created or sourced. You know, sometimes people come to us and maybe they have a logo for their company, maybe they don't. And if they don't, we typically like to send them to our trusted graphic designer friends. Um, so if they kind of come to us cold with not a lot of stuff, not a lot of copy, then that really just sort of changes the the, the range a little bit. So yeah, I'd say from three thousand to five thousand dollars is is reasonable, and I, I think that's a good um, a good sort of marker in terms of of understanding what you're getting for money. Now, can you get it cheaper? Sure, but what you're paying for really is the experience, um, efficiency. You know, you want responsiveness, you're paying for their knowledge and hopefully exceptional service. You know, and in our case, we, um, you know, we really try to save our clients uh, time and headaches from just having to deal with their website at all. So we take care of it for them. Um, And we typically uh, get things done pretty quickly. I mean, a brand new website, um, you know, we get done in about two to three weeks, just depending on the responsiveness of our client. Um, And the other thing to keep in mind, too, is, in my opinion, you know, a website... It's not about the number of pages. I think a lot of people kind of get hung up on that, and I don't know why. <laughs> you know, it, how many how many pages does it take to get your message across? You should be more concise, of course, but you know, a good single-page website or landing page can take just as much effort, uh, time, and planning as, say, a 20-page website. You know, it's the same approach. It's good design, good copy, you know, strong calls to action. And so that's truly what you should be paying for when you're looking at at your website. So just keep that in mind. It's it, We don't charge by the page. Some web developers do that, but we're more focused on, you know, how can we get it done most effectively for you and what's going to be most useful for the end user, for the client. Um, right. So what are some of the problems that people face when they're working with website developers and how can they avoid them? <laughs> We've heard so many horror stories. <laughs> Oh, it just, it's very frustrating when you're in a certain professional field and 
you know, sometimes personalities just clash, and we get it, and sometimes people fall out, but you know, there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on in our profession, and it just it gives us a bad name. So we're constantly trying to, to be the heroes in certain cases. But when you're working with any professional, really, but with a website developer, you need to be clear with your communication and your expectations. You know, what is the ultimate goal? Like I said before, we sit down with all of our clients and get very clear on the roadmap you know, to what is the objective? What do you want your site to do? Um, understand how that site will fold into meeting the goal, right? Is it sales? Is it lead generation? Is it building awareness? All of these require different types of tactics. And web copy, you know, the messaging is critical. Um, so I would say clear communication, have deadlines, clear deadlines. And in fact, we have a 24 to 48 hour response clause in all of our contracts for both parties so that we're both accountable us and our clients, to moving that project forward. I think a lot of times people start working with the developer and then it gets stuck, mm-hmm. you know, or it takes too long, or there's scope creep, where the, the scope of work starts to creep and creep and creep because it hasn't been defined clearly. Um, and then the other thing I just wanted to let people know is you, and this is our policy, be, be sure that you know how to update and access your own website. Mm. Um you know, a lot of people have a website built and they don't know how to get in or access anything. You are the owner of that. Um, you're paying a professional to build that for you. It's your content. It's your your product, um, your property. And there may be times that, um, you know, there are certain situations where we've seen web developers kind of hold somebody's site hostage because they've had a conflict or, you know, they haven't paid, you know. Resolve those disputes as, as, you know, nicely as you can, Uh, but we don't do business that way. You know, we build the site for you. You have access all the time. You can use us every month for the hour that you get working with us to make updates so you don't have to. Like Candy doesn't want to touch it. Fine. That's fine. (laughs) We'll go in and and, and we'll go in and and, and take care of everything. But, um, you know, if somebody moves on, you know, they go to a different environment or they, you know, maybe they have somebody that they brought on board internally to take care of their website and maintain it. That's fine. You know, we don't, we don't hang on to it. And I just see some of those games being played. And that just ultimately goes back to the initial thing I said, which is clear communication deadlines and expectations. Right. Exactly. Well, and one of the things you were talking about earlier is using your website to obviously bring in your sales. So how can people actually get their websites to generate those leads or sales? That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think that your site needs to be compelling, right? So your, your site needs to have a call to action that's speaking to your, your customer or, or the people you're trying to, to engage with. Um, and I think what happens a lot of times is the copy and the marketing approach, people are speaking at their, their clients or their users. Mm-hmm. They're speaking at them, not to them. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's really important if you're going to generate leads or sales, um, you need to do some, first of all, some testing and experimenting. You're just going to have to. It's not going to be, okay, I tried this and I got 10 leads in a day and I closed five sales. Um, You need to get your message really refined and get to the point of what you do. Use the same kind of language that your clients use about you. Those types of words and how they describe you, so whether that's trustworthy or efficient or fast or responsive, what are the things that people are saying about you? Look at your business from the outside customer. Sometimes we get caught up in that. We're just talking to ourselves, with ourselves. It's like, well, no, 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 no. What's important to your customer? Um, 
calls to action. Tell them what you want them to do when they're at your website. You know, do you want them to sign up for a newsletter? What are they going to get for that? Uh, make it appealing. Make it enticing. Um, and I think it's really important to use other drivers to get people to your website. So if you're going to generate leads, you know, you're going to capture an email address or a mailing address. You're going to send something out to them. Maybe there's a sort of a freebie. Or you're going to have, you know, you're going to process memberships online. Those are sales. You need to get people there. So right. Make it easy. I mean, one of the things that we've done uh, for the Lameda Chamber of Commerce is, you know, we've created a relationship, cultivated a relationship with these different business owners in our community through Instagram. And they've been following us and seeing our posts and seeing all this engaging activity. And they're like, oh, I want to be part of this. So what do they do? They click on the link from that post. They go back to our website for the chamber and they sign up for membership. And it's really easy. There's a big red button that says join now. (laughs) And (laughs) You know, we ask as, lim- as little information as we need to in order to get them signed up quickly, right? You want to respect their time. Right. Well, so, and that made yeah. me think of the social media, too, where we were talking, you know, in the last segment about, well, we don't really need it, social media. But that's where I was thinking social media can drive people to your website. So you can use that kind of in tandem. Absolutely, you should. And you should be using email marketing. That is not dead either. Again, that's you have a direct line of communication. Now, they may unsubscribe from your list, and that's okay. I'd rather have somebody unsubscribe because that tells me, okay, they're not my ideal client. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong. Don't take it personal. <laughs> right. But, um, I mean, if it's your, it's your close friend you see all the time, you might want to say, sorry, I've been bugging you with the emails, but, you know, you want to stay on my list? Uh, <laughs> But um, I, I think, you know, just going back to that point, Candy, it's, it, my point with the social media is it's not the be-all, end-all, and that's not the only place right. you should live. It should be definitely one of your tools driving people back because, you know, it's showing a different side of you. You know, showing maybe you more relaxed and personal if you if you go that direction with, with some of your posts. You know, LinkedIn is a different environment, so you're going right. to attract a different kind of person from there and try to get them back to your website. Um, and I think it's good when you're doing those kinds of marketing tactics on social and, and even in LinkedIn where it might be a little more professional, um, have fun with it. Show your personality. Have a sense of humor. You know, hopefully not offensive, but, you know, that's your decision. But, uh, you know, people want to know that there's a real person behind the business. So I think that's important to come through on the social side. And you can also build that into your website, too. Um, so, you know, there's many different ways of doing it. But I think really messaging to connect with your, your people <laughs> right? Um, and uh, getting feedback, I think, from other people who either are your clients or the people that you're targeting would be fantastic. You know, is this something compelling enough for you to give me, you know, an email address or what would you like to learn more from, you know, about from me? Um, right. So, so yeah, make it. And I think the other piece of that too is, is the process needs to be really simple. You don't want to have to read a bunch of text when you get to somebody's website. And I think that's challenging. <laughs> for sure. I had one other thought that popped in my head, too, as you were talking about the words to use. Do you suggest someone talk to a copywriter on their own before they ever come to you? Or do you kind of just get their ideas and then help them figure out the words or, you know, send them to a copywriter? Um, we've actually been in different roles where we haven't done the web development and we've been the copywriter. Um and I, I think it just, it really, it depends on, I think it depends on the budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we, we typically can take um, some of the copy that maybe the client 
may have from some of their marketing materials or brochures or something, we can use that and what I call zhuzh it, you know, we'll kind of spruce it up and uh, or even cut it down if it needs to be cut down so it's more effective. Number one for SEO, um, because we're looking at it in that way, Um, but also just making sure the message is just more clear. Right. I think it's helpful to have a third party, and we're more than happy to work with um, somebody who's used a copywriter or just you know, the copywriter can give us that copy directly. We're very flexible in the way um, we work with our clients, um, but we can do both, and we're happy to work with a copywriter as well. Um, Great. I don't know that it's good to go see a copywriter first. Mm-hmm. Um I'd we'll almost come say, see you first, basically. Come see us first, and then, yeah, I mean, if you really want a copywriter and, and you'd like for them to do because you're happy with their work or you've heard a great referral, talk to us first so we can have a clear idea of the flow, the pages required, uh, what the site functionally needs to do, and then the copywriter can sort of fill in those blanks with the right words to convey the message. Perfect. Well, I can't believe we're at the end of our show already. Uh, So why don't you tell listeners how they can connect with you? And if you have any information you'd like to share or offer you'd like to share. Sure. Um, The best way to connect with me is through my website. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) So come visit me at uh, localistamedia.com. And that's L-O-C-A-L-I-S-T-A media, M-E-D-I-A. And as soon as you get there, there is um, uh, an offer that I'd be happy to offer to your listeners, Candy, which is a free uh, phone consult, a 30-minute phone consult. Um, We can talk about websites. We can talk about other marketing challenges. uh, We can talk about the weather. Uh, No, really, um, (laughs) we're happy to to just answer some questions. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, we can walk through that process. There's no obligation. If we can work together, great. But it's not... You know, it's it's not the direct outcome that has to happen every time. So we're happy just to, to help and, and relieve some of the stress that's out there to give you some peace so you can run your business. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, sure. And then uh, my email address is Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at localistamedia.com. So those are the best ways to reach me directly. Perfect. So, well, I'm so thankful that you were with us today, Heidi, and explaining how the websites can help businesses and some the information needed to be considered when designing a site. And thank you to the listeners for joining us today. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some of your questions surrounding the website development and how you can use it to market your business. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Heidi at any of the links that she shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. Next week's topic is what a brand is and isn't, and how branding can elevate your industry presence. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember that you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn And my website is www.abandp.com. And again, links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on www.voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to BizHelp for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week. <laughs>